Parshas Mishpatim is comprised of a large number of mitzvahs. According to the Sefer HaChinuch, there are 53 mitzvahs contained in this week's Parsha. One of those mitzvahs concerns the widow and the orphan. The Pasik says, You shall not oppress the widow or the orphan. And Rashi explains that these types of people are very easy to cause grief. They have no one to advocate or fight for them. So we have to be extra vigilant. I would like to share with you a very interesting Gemara Masech the Shabbos. The Gemara relates a story. Rabbi Yehuda was sitting before his Rabbi Shmuel when this woman comes running into the Bismedrish and she's crying and screaming about an injustice that has been committed against her. And Shmuel ignored her. Rabbi Yehuda turns to his Rabbi Shmuel and he says, Does the Rabbi not agree with the Pasik and Mishle that says, Whoever disregards the cry of the poor, he shall also cry but will not be heard? And Shmuel offers a very cryptic response. Reishach Bakriri, your superior referring to himself, will be punished with cold. But your superior, superior, meaning my Rebbe, will be punished with hat, a far greater punishment. What he was saying was, I'm not in charge. This is out of my control. Mar Ukva, he's the Reish Bezdin. This is his domain. He will suffer the consequences. Atkan divrei ha-gemara. Basically, the Gemara is leaving us hanging. We don't know from this little exchange whether Yudah was right in suggesting to his Rebbe that he should have paid more attention to the woman, or whether Shmuel's response was appropriate. However, there's a Gemara Masechtas Bava Basra that gives us the rest of the story. The Gemara over there relates a fascinating story. One of the Maram, by the name of Yosef, the son of Rabbi Shua, suddenly became ill. And he quickly lost consciousness and he slipped into a coma. And his soul went up to heaven and he had an out-of-body experience. And he then miraculously, his color returned and regained consciousness and came back to life. His father asked him, when you left us and he went up to heaven, what did you see up there? Give us a little insight. He tells his father, I saw an inverted world. Those who are considered important and prestigious in this world were lamata, were insignificant over there. They were placed all the way in the back. And those who were insignificant in this world, in the Oilam Amis, they were given much honor and respect. Amalei, his father tells him, you're mistaken. Oilam Bariri a clear world you saw. You saw the ultimate truth. Toysus asks, when this Yosef said he saw an upside-down world, who was he referring to? He must have recognized two people that had switched places from where they were positioned in this world in order for him to make this claim. Says Toysus, we have a tradition that he was referring to none other than Shmuel and his student Rabbi Huda. However, now Rabbi Huda was sitting in the front, in the Rabbi position, and Shmuel was sitting subservient to Rabbi Huda, his student in this world. Why did they switch places? Because Rabbi Huda was correct in admonishing his Rabbi in, in the incident of the woman that came crying and asking for help. In the Oilama Amos, Shmuel and Rabbi Huda switched places. Shmuel became the Talmud and Rabbi Huda became the Rabbi. And there's an obvious question. After all, Shmuel was his Rebbe for many, many years. He was the one that taught Rabbi Huda all his Torah. So how can we disregard all the years that he invested in his Talmud and now make him submissive to his student? So I once heard an incredible answer. The reason they now switch places is because of that one lesson that Rabbi Huda taught Shmuel. Namely, that he should have been more considerate of that woman. And in the Oilam Ha'emes, 
That lesson was so important that it outweighed all of the Torah that Shmuel taught her Behuda in this world. An incredible insight. This story is teaching us how careful we must be with widows and with orphans and with the grieved parties and with people who are hurting. We have to be extremely sensitive to their plight. There's a story told about a young newlywed. He was careful to perform each mitzvah according to the most stringent opinion. Shortly before Sukkot, his new wife requested that they spend Yontav with her elderly mother. Her husband agreed, and on the Sukkot, they traveled to her mother's home in Bnei Brak, arriving just a few hours before this man. As they begin to unpack and get settled, he goes out to inspect the Sukkah, and he notices that the Sukkah that was constructed for his mother-in-law in her yard didn't conform to a certain Chumrah required by the Chazanish. And because time was short, he realized that he didn't have sufficient time to correct the sukkah to meet his strict standards. Nor did he have time to return back to his home in Shalim. So the husband decided that he had no choice but to eat his meals and sleep in the sukkah by one of her neighbors. Meanwhile, his wife and his mother-in-law were left to eat all the yont of meals alone. A prominent Rav who heard about the incident remarked, how foolish of this young man. He kept the rabbinical stringency of the Chazan Ish while violating a loises in the Torah against causing pain to a widow. It's wonderful to do mitzvahs with the greatest tadurim and to adhere to all the chumras, but not at the expense of hurting your wife or an elderly widow. The Chazan Ish himself, who was famous for all his stringencies, understood this very well. He once said, that we know that when Mashiach comes, there will be a big suda. And for the main dish, there will be a choice, meat or fish. Meat from the Shoyrabar or fish from the Leviathan. Ask the Chazanish, why Leviathan? What's wrong with the Shoyrabar? A nice big 32 ounce rib steak from the grill. Says the Chazanish, even then, there will be people that will say, we are from, we have a Chumrah, we don't eat meat. But it's Hashem's Shechita, it's his meat. Nah, I'll pass. Give me the fish. Misguided Frumkite. Rabbi Shroel Salanta once said, The most important hider when baking matzah for Pesach is not to scream at the almanas who are doing the baking. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.